1: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the fantasy coaches. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve, guys. We have another fun, fantastic episode for you guys today. We are back, it is the almost the end of week three. Hopefully, your teams are winning. Uh, because there's obviously two games left to play tonight, which is always fun to see. But it also sucks for fantasy because you're like waiting to find out even longer whether or not you're gonna win, which kind of sucks. But we'll find out soon enough. But again. We are into week four almost, which means waiver wire time. We got to talk waivers tonight. We're going to talk some keep and cut. And obviously, we're going to get into the injury news from the weekend. Let me introduce the crew as always. Coach John, welcome to the show.
0: What's up, everybody?
1: What's going on? What's going on? Coach Jibbs uh, cannot make it on tonight's show, guys. But uh, he will be back uh, at some point soon. So, like I said, guys, fun weekend week four, uh, week three. You know, if you watch football, you know, as a big Dolphins fan, I am. I'm sitting high and pretty right now on the world. Uh, Great weekend for the Dolphins, but hopefully it was also a good weekend for my fantasy teams. But obviously we need to continue to build, adjust, and make our way to the championship. So we're going to start with the news, obviously, here, and we'll start right from there. Uh, Obviously some concussions. Gus Edwards concussion, Jonathan Mingo concussion, Jimmy G concussion. Uh, We'll have to wait and see how the week goes with these guys there uh, and see if they're going to be available for week four. Uh, Jimmy G's was Sunday night, so that could be a slight concern that he's not available for this week. So, Mike Williams, this was big, obviously. After having a monster week three, he is torn ACL. He is out for the season now. Uh, Yeah, major blow to this Chargers team that finally got themselves a win this week over the weekend here. Uh, But he is out for the year. Dunzo. And, again, we'll talk about replacements and the players who will step up in his place in a few minutes here. Uh, but major blow. And then Derek Carr, AC sprain in his shoulder. He is week to week. Again, we we'll might talk about a guy that you might be able to replace with him if you had him on your, dynasty, your fantasy team or not. But, again, nothing against a couple of crazy things here, but nothing
0: that yeah, I Mike mean, Williams gonna- was kind of the, the big one. Um, I, I would expect kind of the way concussions have been going over the past two years, I would expect Gus Edwards and Jonathan Mingo and Jimmy G, to be honest with you, all three of them to probably miss this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean Mike Williams is the big I mean that that's the hammer.
1: Yeah, definitely. It really sucks to see that. But uh it's fantasy. We had to deal with the injuries and we will find you replacements tonight. But before we find you replacements, we gotta talk about whether or not about some of the players on your roster are actually worth <laughs> rostering still in a new segment called Keep and Cut. Again, I didn't come up with that. Obviously, it's been here forever. Um, first one on the board here. There's ten here. We'll go through them quickly here. Joshua Kelly. Obviously, Kelly has been the lead back for the Chargers the last two weeks with Austin Eckler out. We don't know when Austin Eckler is coming back in. Um, but he's had five fantasy under five fantasy points as a starter
0: in back-to-back games now. Do you still hold on to him or do you just give him let him go? I would, I would let him go. I think, in my opinion, if you can't be viable with Austin Eckler out of the lineup in back-to-back weeks, in a in a time when your team, you know, was putting up points, it's not like the Chargers looked like crap. I just don't think there's ever going to be a time when I can start you, so I'm willing to cut him and let him be a landmine for someone else.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page, especially if there's a player out there that we're talking about in a little bit that's out there. I'd be willing to drop Joshua Kelly because I think after two weeks now, I think we might see someone else get mixed in there. Maybe Isaiah Spiller, maybe uh, Elijah Dalton, uh, uh, Dotson, 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 that's his name, Dotson, I think, um, get mixed into this uh, group if Austin Eckler is to miss another week. AJ Dillon, under seven fantasy points in each game this year. He had the game to himself back to back weeks, unproductive. Keeper cut.
0: Oh, This is the one that I was thinking I knew you were going to ask and I was thinking about all day is do you keep or cut AJ Dillon and it's crazy I'm starting to feel the same way about AJ Dillon as I do about Joshua Kelly where it's like Aaron Jones is out of the lineup and I still can't play you when am I ever going to get the chance to really rely on you as a as a as a, you know, a fantasy starter. So, yes, it sucks because you're guaranteed sort of 8 to 10 touches every week. But if you're going to keep running at 2.2 a clip, like, I I don't really care about the volume. So, I think same thing. I think maybe A.J. Dillon has enough cachet of a name that you could trade, you know, and I would trade him away for even like a Jeff Wilson. Like, trade him away for anything. Um, but yeah I, I think we gotta move on from aj Dillon. it's been what is he on year four now in the league it's yeah, like he's in a contract here too yeah i i think aj Dillon, despite how much we loved him despite the size the build i think aj Dillon might just be a guy which is kind of annoying
1: yeah yeah i'm on the same page here i mean at this point if you're looking he's likely not starting and if you're going to start him you're in a bad situation with your running backs as it is but if you're not starting him he's basically just a just a piece that's on your bench that's not going to help you ever you're going to maybe throw him in as a bye week replacement but again Aaron Jones will be back at some point so what are you really getting with the upside with AJ Dillon? there is no upside there he's better off cut I'd rather pick somebody else up and with that actually has upside like a Tajay Spears that we'll talk about in a few that could have upside under like what AJ Dillon is showing us Dalvin Cook I think we're in a similar boat with
0: Dalvin Cook as well uh under eight fantasy points in each game keep or cut Dalvin Cook I mean, he's another one that's, yeah, I just don't know really, I mean, unless there's a major injury to Brees Hall, but even at that point, this Jets offense looks kind of putrid, so, I mean, at that point, you can go fight the waiver wire for him if you want, but I'm okay cutting Dalvin Cook too, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat, we see this Jets offense, they're not moving the ball at all, they're not giving themselves any opportunity to score, and it's, what's Dalvin Cook gonna offer you at this point in a split role in a three-man committee? I again, I cut him as well. There's a lot of cuts in this episode here. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, has been one game over
0: three fantasy points this year. Keep or cut, Antonio Gibson. It's crazy to be cutting all these wide uh, these running backs because we say every week that running back is a tough position, and here I am cutting four right off my roster. But I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay cutting Antonio Gibson too. I, I think I'm cool with it. Yeah. It really, like, this was a game for him to kind of step up
1: and and be something because the commanders were so far behind and he finished with less than two fantasy points. Like, that really tells you what a game script. I thought this was the game script for him. Clearly it wasn't. It's clearly hard to trust most of these commanders' uh, offense right now. He's gone off my team, too. Uh, Traylon Burks, one game over eight fantasy points this year.
0: Um, I would still keep him. I think wide receivers... You know, they can have sort of down stretches and down. He's still getting snaps. He's still running routes. He's still seeing downfield targets. I I think he's on the edge where, you know, if you want to cut him for, you know, a different, there would have to be a pretty big name out there for me to just cut bait with Traylon Burks at this point. I, I still think there is a, a little bit of value there.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to continue my cuts. cuts. I'm cutting them honestly. Yeah. I mean, the passing offense is not great. If they move off of Tannehill, like I think Malik Willis gets the first shot. Is Malik Willis something we're going to want to see? Probably not with our wide receiver. So, again, I'll, I'll cut him. I'll let someone else hand take that blow because I just I just don't see the upside for him in the way this offense is built. Uh This one hurts, but Jahan Dotson, under seven fantasy points
0: in each of the games this year. Do you keep or cut Jahan Dotson? Um. Yeah, this is another one. When I was thinking of people you were going to bring up, I figured AJ Dillon and Jahan Dotson were definitely going to get brought up, and they're two of like the hardest names. Um, I I would, I mean, I would cut Jahan Dotson. I love him, A year two player. You want to see him break out, but you know, Sam Howell just doesn't seem to be looking his way. They're not really using him the way he can be used. So until further notice, I, I just don't know. You definitely can't start him. So I think if you're, you know, cut them for some of these names we bring up later that might be a a spot start or be even a season long upside play. I think you can do it because I don't know if Jahan Dotson is ever really going to, you know, at least this season, break out into that must start player that we expected.
1: Right, right. I'm still keeping uh, Burks on a Burks, uh, Jahan Dotson on this one. Honestly, I, I want to give him a few more weeks. I want this offense to hopefully maybe make adjustments after Really bad loss in week three that will hopefully kind of get him. Like we got to get this guy to the ball more because where yeah. he's getting underutilized heavily. Uh, great question in the chat from Albert here. This is perfect here. And again, we're going to get this this guy. But oh, yeah. you cut trail on Burks for Tank Dell.
0: Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, I I, I absolutely would. I, it's funny. I I think we're going to go into you know our our you know pickups of the week. Tank Dell to me is my number one pickup. So I, I would I would cut just about every name on this list for Tank Dell. Actually, I take that back. I would definitely cut every name on this list for Tank Dell.
1: Yeah, I going mean, to be pretty close. I don't think there's anyone that I can make a true argument for that you don't want to have Tank Dell right now on your roster. Uh Darnell Mooney, zero points over the last 2 weeks. See ya. See Don, yeah. I'm done
0: uh, you don't want anything to do with the Bears, trust nope. me, as someone who's invested heavily in Justin Fields, you don't want anything to do with the Bears right now. Nope. just no, no, you do not. All right, some tight ends here.
1: David and Joku under five fantasy points in each game this year. Keep or cut?
0: Um, I'm tight ends to me are so cut them. I mean, I guess I, I, David and Joku's always been a streaming option to me. I don't know why this year people thought he was going to be you know, a top five guy. He's just a streaming guy. So, whoa, sorry for the Rolling Thunder. <laughs> um, so I'm okay cutting them and picking up someone else to play for the week. Sure, that's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, me too. Honestly, I mean, I just—you can
1: keep them, you can cut them. It really doesn't matter if there's someone out th- out there that you like better, and maybe someone that we'd either talk about on waiver pickups or somebody we talk about on starting sits. Like that's the only way you could cut them. You could cut David and Joku. Like it's not a big deal, but you can hold on to them as well. Uh, Don Kincaid under seven fantasy points in each game this year. Um.
0: I mean, they're using him more as like a slot receiver than they really are a tight end. So he, I mean, he, out of the three tight ends here, he's the one I would keep. And so I guess I'll say keep on Dalton Dalton Kincaid. I don't want to cut everyone. Yeah, no, no, I I would keep Kincaid too. I think there are better days ahead for
1: him still at some point. We do have a question in the chat from Captain. Uh, Huge fan of the stream. Thank you, Captain. Appreciate it. already a sub. Love that. Do I trade Amari Cooper for King Henry? (sighs) Ooh.
0: I mean I think now I mean especially in redraft format I think now is a good buy low for Henry. I mean he had a terrible game. Titans, you know there's not a ton of hype around the Titans anymore. I think you and and, and in my opinion Derrick Henry's still Derrick Henry. He could still have a you know 150-yard multi-touchdown game at a moment's notice. Um so if you're hurting at running back I think that's a totally fair trade i guess it depends on the rest of your roster like if you if you think you have a wide receiver to burn and you want to um get henry i would do it and then again you could always we'll talk about it but there's way better waiver options at wide receiver than there are at running back so you know you can replace that wide receiver production of amari cooper pretty easily on the waiver it's harder to replace running back production on the waiver wire so i would i mean i'm totally cool with that trade Yeah, I think this is a great question because Mario Cooper was coming off back-to-back
1: really, really good games here uh, this coming season. And King Henry has just been – he's been not that great for the most part. Uh, But I still think there are better days. I mean, you have to imagine that if they move off of Tannehill, they move with Malik Wills or Will Levis. They're going to continue to run the ball at a high rate. That's not changing at all. Uh, You know, he had a tough matchup this week. Uh, He Mm – I mean – the Browns are really good against run, uh, running backs here, especially fantasy running backs. I believe they're a top three unit against fantasy running backs this season here. So, like, this was already going to be a bad game for Derrick Henry. It was it was what it is. But, I mean, if you look at his schedule down the stretch, I mean, he's got the Dolphins. He's got the Texans, Seattle, Texans again. Like, that's the playoffs right there. So, like, if you're in the need of a running back right now and you can figure out to replace Amari Cooper's production, absolutely do it. Because you're not going to get him for probably this low. Like someone's going to ask for something more next time around. And once, as soon as he has a big game, someone's going to ask for something much more than Mario Cooper. Uh, so, I, Captain, I think it's it's a great trade right now to make. Uh, and then obviously, I think you kind of already answered this, John, but Dalton Schultz under six fantasy points a game. I'm I'm pretty much on the verge of cutting him and myself. So I don't even think I want him on my roster right now. He is just not a part of this
0: Houston Texans offense. Yeah, you can you can. I mean, the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud are throwing at a at a legit historic rate and Dalton Schultz still can't get it done. So um, I'm totally good with cutting <laughs> Dalton Schultz.
1: Yes, I am too. So uh, that is our keep and cut segment there, guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, over to last week real quick, just so I'll briefly run through quarterback. Lastly, uh, Desmond Ritter didn't have a great week. Neither did Sam Howell, Baker and Stafford. will find out tonight. Uh, RBs, like I said, Roshan was more of a long season play than it was this past week. Uh, Craig Reynolds didn't really do anything. Chuba Hubbard really didn't do anything, which that was a surprise. Um, the Giants' running backs—I uh, mean, Mapera got a touchdown last week. So if you had to start him, you got at least twelve points, I think, from him. Savon Oddman was injured, and uh, Ty, J- oh, Ty Spears. Tajay Spears, obviously, he had a decent outing, I think, but again, nothing, nothing great that was out of him. But again, the running backs last week—they uh, weren't the best. So it wasn't a good week. Neither is this week, really, besides one guy. Uh, wide receivers. Josh Reynolds put up a big nose shell which was wild. Tutu Atwell, we'll find out tonight. Obviously, Tank Dell had a really monster week. Bob Woods had an okay week. Uh, Calvin Austin had a big, long touchdown, made his fantasy day. Uh, Jaden Reed has a, had a decent week. Devontae Parker didn't really do too much. Isaiah Hodgins put up a big, fat zero. Marvin Mims didn't do much on offense, but he did have a kick return for a touchdown. It was a punt return for a touchdown? One of the two. Uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Tobert went back with um, Brandon Cooks back in the lineup. Um, Brandon Johnson. Uh, I think he had a couple catches, but nothing nothing serious, unfortunately, out of him. Tight ends. Kate Auden, we'll find out tonight. Jake Ferguson had a better, consistent game, which was nice to see. Zach Ertz didn't really do too much. Luke Musgrave had a pretty, pretty good game against a tough defense. And Logan Thomas, again, concussions, like John said, didn't make it this week in Week 3, so we will do better this week, obviously. Uh, and I think we, yeah, week two, we did a lot better than week one. It's just the way the way I get, but I said <laughs> this, this was a, that was a bad waiver week. So
0: it was a tough, it was a tough waiver week. It really was. Cause it, the other thing too, is we didn't have a lot of information on Wednesday going into waivers. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of news was breaking on like Friday, Saturday. And so it's like tough to make waiver claims when you don't know who's in, who's out and stuff like that. So yeah. hopefully this week, it's a little sharper, a little clearer.
1: Especially with like the, I think, I think Jerome was Jerome, Jerome Ford was supposed to be on that list after the fact. We found out about the, yes. uh, like the Chubb thing mm-hmm. and the Cream Hunt thing after the fact, fortunately. So, correct. But uh, quarterbacks now, we got some by low, uh, not by low, waiver wire quarterbacks we have here Again, some higher guys like Jordan Love. I He impressed me enough that I, I would like to roster him if he's available out there. Um, Matthew Stafford will find out tonight if he can keep up his 300 yard games. Um, so, those are the high guys that you probably won't see, but in a few leagues, they might be out there. But, Uh, John, I'll let you pick the first. I'll let you break down the first guy, CJ Stroud. He's your number one quarterback pickup this week. Go ahead and break him down.
0: So, um, I'm actually really happy with what I've seen out of CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans um, this season. You know, I I love CJ Stroud as a prospect. I thought he was, you know, really good. He has, he can process well. He's never going to really run for you, but this is his ceiling. He can throw the ball all over the field. He can do anything he really wants with his arm, and so I, I think they're using him correctly. They surrounded him with a bunch of good weapons, and as long as they keep chucking the ball and are inefficient on the ground with Damian Pierce, uh, C.J. Strouds looks to be a great option. I mean, he's gonna you know throw the ball 25, 30 times a game, and so when you have playmakers like Nico and Tank Dell and all these guys that can get in the end zone for you, then you end up Putting up pretty solid fantasy days. Um, there will be bad days, I will promise you that, because you know he isn't going to bring you any sort of floor with his rushing. Um, but as long as he's kind of staying hot, you got to keep riding
1: it. Yeah, no, no. C.J. Um, Stroud has been definitely very impressive so far this season. Here, yeah, I'm liking what he's actually showing. After Week One, I was a little concerned, but things have seemed to get better. I think that offensive line is also starting to get a little healthier. Uh, hopefully Laramie Tussle, Tussle can come back and, and be part of that left tackle spot there for them, but I mean, he's throwing at a great rate. He's not turning the ball over in the air, which is fantastic. Not a single interception this year. Again, back-to-back 20 fantasy points. Sign me up uh, to have him on my team because Steelers, their front seven's great, but their secondary can be questionable uh, in week four. I had, uh, again, I had CJ Stroud too, but my other, uh, we both had the same. (laughs) I just noticed that too, yeah. Yeah, but our second one was uh, Jameis Winston here. And Jameis Winston obviously is likely going to get a start this week here. I would be surprised if uh, Derek Carr gets on the field for the um, New Orleans Saints this week. And Jameis Winston, he's a solid quarterback, but we know what he is. For one, he's got a revenge game coming up with the Bucs. That's always fun for him uh, to go back and play the Bucs again. You know, last year he threw for over 240 yards in each game. He had four touchdowns over three games in 2022, although he also threw picks, but that's kind of what Jameis Winston was about. You take the good with the bad with him. Um, again, he's definitely a, probably a major pickup in Superflex leagues right now in a 1QB league. I think you could add him to your bench and see if he can get a, a nice play over the next few weeks. I mean, he's got some decent matchups that are, can be winnable, um, and he's got a good unit around him. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he could definitely be worth a
0: pickup for sure. I agree. In single, and listen, because this is this is what a lot of people are going to have to make decisions on. This like going forward is like Jameis Winston or Justin Fields. Like I'm taking Jameis Winston. You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I'm willing to do that at this point. So I think even in single quarterback format, you have to start maybe making decisions and making tough moves. And it's like. Jameis Winston we know who he is he can be a fantasy dynamo because he just rips the ball 80 yards down the field every time he's just it's crazy so um I I think Jameis you know is set up he's got pieces around him he's set up to you know be a good plug and play guy for you know at least a couple weeks while Carr gets better and then who knows you know what they do with Derek Carr and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill and that whole weird
1: situation right exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a couple other options if andy dong gets another start i mean i'm okay i'm okay bringing him back up again jimmy g if he's playing obviously uh baker mayfield uh again i liked him i would love to see what he does tonight and if he does well i'm he might have probably moved at my number two spot if he does well again tonight so I think Baker
0: is just going to be in this segment from now until the end of the year. I think he's just always going to be yeah, I just feel like it he's is going to be here. I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Over to running backs. Now uh, a couple of guys that are at the top that have kind of fallen down recently. I mean, we haven't really made that big, like 60 to 70 leap yet. Uh, Roshan Johnson. I think Zach Charbonnet was dropped over this past week here. You he mm-hmm. had a good week. Again, I said, you got to hold on to him because I think there could be better things coming. Uh, I, I'm going to take the first one here, John, because I, as well. a Dolphins your fan. Boy. Your yeah, boy. Devon A Chain, guys, uh, again, he's, he fluctuates throughout the entire fantasy industry, whether he's available or not, but I use like a combined, like fantasy pros rankings on this and Devon a chain. Now he's not going to do that every single week, guys, the let's be real. He's not running for 200 yards every week. And the reason why you haven't seen him do it until now was he was hurt the first few weeks of the season here. Uh, they didn't need him to come back in right away. The run game was doing well enough. They didn't force him to come back on the field, which was fantastic. Now, is he going to? He's not going to do that every week. He, he's going to be a good player and he has an opportunity to be the starter. Uh, I mean, we saw Raheem Mosley, it looks great, but he's also a 31 year old running back that has injury concerns. Devon A. Chain, I think, should be a guy that needs to be rostered. And I think he might be someone that you can, again, I want to wait a week before. I want to see what they do with this Dolphins team. They have the Bills, tough matchup. I want to see how they use Devon uh, the Von A-chain in the offense after, you know, not having already been up 20 points. You know, I want to see him in the following week. So you pick him up, you hold him on your bench, and you see, you know, kind of like, you know, you kind of see what he is. And I think he could be eventually be a starter that is someone you have for the whole season here. Yes. Uh, Sorry. Someone in the chat was asking a question about answering questions. Absolutely. You can answer any questions you have. Um, But yeah, I mean, John has mentioned as his number one too. a chain is,
0: is the guy to pick up this week. This is, I will say this about Devon H and you did kind of touch on it. Uh, Two things. One, don't think that this is normal. Like what we just saw, like what we saw, the Broncos put up arguably the worst defensive performance I've ever seen in my you know, 36 years of watching NFL football. Like it was embarrassing. So that's one Two, Devon a chain. There was, you know, just exploded in every way, shape or form. So I get it that like, we're all going to rush. We're going to get him, but good call out to be like, look, let's not just expect this every week. But with that being said, I will say if you do want to reap the benefits of having Devon a chain on your team, you probably are going to have to start him every week and just accept the bad games and take the good games. Like he is, you know, same thing, same opinion we had about Raheem Mostert preseason. We talked about it. We were like, look, Raheem Mostert, if he's active, you got to play him. He might have a great game. He might have a bad game is what it is. You take, you take it or leave it. I think we have to think the same way with Devon A-chain. Cause if you're chasing like matchups and in and out of your line, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, ah, shit you know, 180 yards and two scores on my bench. And then you plug them in. And then the next week, it's a, it's a, it's a monster Tyree kill game. And it's like, you just gotta, this, you know, in my opinion, this Dolphins offense is so explosive, so potent. If you have players, you just put them in your lineup and hope the roulette wheel falls on that guy that day. That's kind of how you have to treat it. Agreed. Agreed uh let's see here john you had rico uh, uh,
1: dwelling dwellings as your number two here i'm saying it wrong i know that but uh us a little bit about that real
0: quick so rico um clearly it's now we're three weeks in he is 100 the backup behind um behind tony pollard so this is both a um an insurance piece but he's also getting a decent amount of touches he's seeing you know eight to ten touches a week so he's if you are in an absolute dire position, you could play him. Um, but he's just a super high end backup at this point, but, you know, he fell in the end zone. He looks good. So if anything ever happened to Tony Paul, Rico Gatto could e- easily, you know, be a, in your lineup every week kind of guy. And at this point, he's, you know, seeing touches in the backfield, you know, you hope that the Cowboys offense clicks a little bit better and they start scoring more points. Um, but, He's getting involved, and he's the clear, clear number two to um, Tony Pollard right now. Okay, okay. Uh,
1: so my number, my back to my side here, we'll just go to uh, next my next guy here because we're pretty much different than a lot of ours today. So uh, Tajay Spears, uh, like I said, guys, uh, Yeah, we mentioned Derrick Henry and how like he should definitely be a good buy low right now, but Tajay Spears should be picked up right now. He needs to be on benches, and we don't know what's going to happen. We're assuming that Derrick Henry is going to continue to have workload but they might try to get tajay spears a little bit more involved the way their offense is running they might need a spark to get this offensive going and you know spears is playing on the passing down work he's getting work in this offense here and we've seen all these handcuffs kind of these backup running backs these rookie young rookie running backs so young running backs flash this year already so go out and get a guy who could have that whole backfield to himself if god forbid something happens to derrick henry this year and he's already a little banged up you know, go get a Tajay Spears and put him on your bench because he's someone that has again, like the AJ Dillon. Like I'd rather drop AJ Dillon to get Tajay Spears on my bench because I think there's upside there that AJ AJ Dillon uh, just isn't gunning in the offense right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, you have
0: Elijah Mitchell on your list here. Why don't you go through that real quick? Um, again, this is kind of uh, this is why I think you know finding running back value on the waiver wire is tough because you're kind of pretty. You're kind of looking for like future. Um, but Elijah Mitchell, again, the number one backup to see uh, CMC still getting a little bit of work. Saw 11 touches, I know it was kind of a blowout of a game, um, but got 11 touches this week. So he is one of those guys that if God forbid anything happened to CMC, Elijah Mitchell would instantly be a top 10 guy. So that offense is insane. Super powerful. You get Kyle Shanahan as your run coordinator. So, um, again, this is a little of an insurance policy, kind of an edge um to the cmc thing and, and whatnot but uh, again elijah is clearly back in his backup role um and is getting involved to give at least cmc a blow here and there and then you're you know god forbid something happens You're and right. you know you could have uh you could have a, a starter
1: every week yeah he's an, just like spears he's another backup i uh, have upside like i one on my team and god forbid something happens um mm-hmm. The next ones here are kind of combined with like the Ravens backfield here. Uh, Justin Field, Justice Hill fell under the 40% of Mark again, mostly probably because he was hurt. Um, yep. And if he does play in this week, I would assume that he would take majority of this offense over what we saw from Drake and Melvin Gordon. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially if, you know, Gus Edwards is out this week, Justice Hill might be a uh, playing in RB two for you. If you're looking for somebody in and week four here. So if he's out there, I mean, he's worth the pickup again. I'm not spending big money on him. He's not a guy like, like Oh, I got to go out and get him, But, he could fill in it for an OB slot for you. And again, just with like the Ravens running back, other Ravens running backs, like Drake, mm-hmm. you know, had some passing work. So did uh, Melvin Gordon. If you're in a, maybe a deeper man leagues, these are good guys to kind of put on your bench. And maybe they get an actual opportunity to get involved in this offense here.
0: So give us your Clyde with Hilaire take here. Um, so this one is just the fact that I think, um, you know, he looked pretty good uh, the other night. I, I, I get worried anytime, you know, we have these undrafted free agent rookies that blow up and then they're battling a hamstring or a this or a that, you know, mm-hmm. the team's just not, you know, tied to this player a hundred percent. And so, you know, maybe he starts to become more of a, either he's injured and not in, in and out of the lineup or he becomes more of a rotational piece. And so, Again, this is just a stab at a good offense, and there's just hard to find you know production on the waiver wire. And Ceh, it's not pretty. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's like this crazy explosive guy. But if you're going to give me 10 touches in you know in Kansas City's offense, he has as good a falling in the ends, good a chances falling in the end zone as anybody. So um, the touchdowns went this week to Jarek McKinnon, you know, but it could just as easily be a CEH game if they really do go into this sort of nebulous split that I think they're gonna with Isaiah Pacheco.
1: All right. Uh, and my last guy I had on my list here was Matt Breida. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Saquon still. We don't know if he's going to be out another week or not. Again, it's not a big, it's not a big move, but if you're desperate at running back, Matt Breida, you know fits the bill. He saw most of the work in that offense there for the Giants Uh, And of course, like uh, Gary Brightwell, he saw some work in the receiving game. Sean Tucker is another like hold on to and see what happens kind of thing. Like if you have a roster spot right now that you can add and drop, I would definitely add and drop Sean Tucker right now. Yeah, 100% leading into tonight's game. that's I would if you could right now just to see what happens. You don't know injuries. Maybe Rashad White doesn't play well. So uh, another guy just to keep in mind. Uh, over the wide receivers, uh, some high guys here. I never gave you, never, I never gave you, a, never, did I tell you about Adam Thielen? Yeah. I gave, I gave, uh, I definitely didn't look at your text then. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, you said Nelson Aguilar. Yes. And I did <laughs> not change that. So you're just the, uh, so Adam Thielen, Elijah Moore, guys that are like in that 60% range that you could definitely, yeah. I would definitely consider adding if you can to your team right now. Uh, those are about above the 40% mark that we talk about. Uh, Since I talked about the top running back, uh, John,
0: you can talk about the top uh, wide receiver. Um, Tank Dell, this is, I mean, listen, this is, I'll I'll give you my, you know, my why I, why I love Tank Dell. Obviously you've seen on the field, he can perform. He looks great. Tank Dell was a very interesting prospect. He was hyper, hyper, hyper productive. I mean, in his two years, his junior and senior year, I think it was something crazy, like over 2,500 receiving yards, like insane production. But he's a small guy at 5'8", 165 pounds, whatever, little guy. He goes to the senior bowl, dominates the senior bowl, dominates every 1v1 drill, dominates all that crap. Everyone's writing him up, hyping him up. And so come draft season, we're like, oh, this guy's going to shoot up a draft board. He doesn't. He falls to a realistic range that we all, you know, we kind of expected because he's a little guy in the NFL. And the questions were, how can he be productive like he was in college? Well, he is three weeks in and he's showing that he's productive. He catches the ball. He's a ridiculous route runner. He has a nose for the end zone. I just think there is something about Tank Dell that is a gamer. He's just a football player. Like, he just knows how to get open. He knows how to find, you know, lapses in coverage. And and I think that there's something to him that you can't really quantify. I know that's stupid for fantasy and I know it's hard to explain. But when you see all the drumbeat and hype for a year and a half in college then to the senior bowl where he's going against some of the best seniors in the country and then to walk in three games into the NFL and be productive it's like okay we at some point we have to just say maybe this is who this guy is and so I genuinely think Tank Dell is gonna be a wide receiver three with upside for the rest of the season like he's I think he's great so uh, you know I I like Tank Dell I'm totally fine dropping fab Plunging them in your lineup right away i don't need to put them on my bench to see what i got i'm cool with just picking them up and putting them in right now and there's not many guys you can say that for okay okay uh so my next guy on my list here was uh quentin johnson
1: uh obviously we know what mike evans is out for the season here now quentin johnson fits that mike Evans type uh you know like we're like joshua palmer and i'll kind of combine these two actually to make it easier uh joshua palmer doesn't really fit that downfield threat you know He's more of that possession-style wide receiver. So if it was Keenan Allen getting hurt, I would like Josh Palmer a little bit better. He fits that role to that offense a bit. And again, he's going to get a bump up in playing time as well early on as the rookie continues to see work. But I think Quentin Johnston, you need to get him on your team now. He's available on the 40% of leagues. He needs to be added to your team here because he has tremendous upside in this offense here. Someone who goes downfield and can beat him, beat people with their speed. Uh, and this offense is going to continue to throw the ball at a high volume. Justin Herbert is going to continue to throw the ball. And you know, I was telling people, hold on, Quentin Johnson. Just hold on, Quentin Johnson. He's going to get his chance. And now he's gotten his chance. The top One of the top two guys got hurt. He needs to be added onto your team currently right now.
0: Yep. All right.
1: John, you have Nelson Aguilar that I did not put
0: in here. Tell us about yeah. Nelson Aguilar. Well, it would have slid all the way to the bottom, but I'll tell you about Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar is another one who – uh, we've the, the, this wide receiver core for the Ravens, I think is not shaking out the way we all expected or the way we all wanted, or probably even the way the Ravens wanted. Um, but through uh, Nelson Aguilar was getting a little bit of praise from the wide receiver coach. He was getting a little bit of praise from Lamar Jackson. And then he was kind of on the outside looking in because they had they flowers. They just hate OBJ and, and, and all this. So, um, But Rashad Bateman is kind of banged up again. OBJ isn't obviously who the player who the Ravens thought they were getting. And, you know, we're getting Nelson Aguilar getting involved in over 70% of snaps. And so I think that there's, you know, they're going to have to throw, they're not going to throw a lot, but they're going to have to throw a little. And so I think that there is potential to start him in a flex. I mean, Zay flowers is obviously going to be the target hog there Mm -hmm. if there is one. Um, But If you're going to take downfield chances, it's probably with Nelson Aguilar. And we know that Lamar takes a few of those every game. And so, you know, all he needs to be is connect on one or two big plays and you've made your fantasy week. And so I think it's, you know, it's crazy that we're I I said it in the text to you. I go, it's crazy that we're already here, but I think you have to start considering rostering Nelson Aguilar. And it's heading into week four of the NFL season. I like it. Uh, my next one was
1: Romeo Dobbs, uh, the Green Bay Packers' second-year wide receiver. Obviously, we know that Christian Watson hasn't been on the field yet, and we don't know when he's going to be on the field overall there. Uh, Romeo Dobbs has seen potential this year so far, and he's looked good at moments. He has a lot of boom upside player to his game here. Uh, and he, But he's got they have great matchups down the stretch here. And Romeo Dobbs is now playing back at full speed, uh, full snap count, full routes run. And he's seeing the target share, and he's making it work with the yards and touchdowns right now. Uh, It seems like this Packers offense is here to stay, and they can't seem to run the ball for shit right now. Uh, They're throwing the ball, and I'm going to continue to hope that they do throw the ball, which I think they will. Uh, So Romeo Dobbs definitely needs to be added and at least added to your bench, and I think can be a flexible play or at least is going to be a really good bye week replacement for the rest during the bye week season. So uh, he was another player that I had. And John, you had Marvin Mims as one of our last top
0: guys here. Talk about Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims. Another one. You know, I think this is where we're starting to see the rookies sort of come into their own and and start to take over in their perspective offenses. Marvin Mims. Listen, last week, two for one hundred and thirteen and a score this week three for 73 I mean this guy is just gonna be as the role increases as the targets increase as things go on he's getting targeted anytime he's on the field he's not playing a ton of snaps but when he's out there getting targeted and when he's getting targeted they're absolute bomb targets and so I think you have to and he's good with some yards after the catch stuff he's quick he's shifty so he's a, another guy who's kind of always a threat to score anytime the ball gets thrown his way so I think Martin Mims, to me, if he could get a little bit more, uh, you know, sort of up there in snap percentage and and targets, I would feel way more comfortable putting him in my flex. But right now he feels like one of those guys who is like your perfect sort of flex play where, you know, I might get a two point game. I might get a 30 point 20 point game. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just an explosive, explosive guy. And the Broncos need to figure something out quick uh, because people are going to start losing their jobs and people are going to start like, like it's getting bad in Broncos country. So, um, you know, if Cortland Sutton can't be the explosive player, they need him to be, maybe it's Marvin Mims, you know? So I I think there's going to be some serious changes, uh, going forward. And Marvin Mims over the past two weeks has shown that he deserves targets and he deserves to get the ball thrown his way.
1: Yeah, um, that's, that's a good analysis on that. There, I like I like Marvin Mims; he just needs more work. You know, it's just it, he really yeah. needs more work. So, uh, Dylan came back and asked another question: if he should drop anyone from that team. There, uh, mm,
0: I no, said not really. No, I think those bad. are all those are all roster worthy players. It's like if you just want to upgrade a little, then that's fine. But none of those guys are like, you know, I'm like oh, you should definitely yeah. cut that guy. Like but, you're not yeah. like you're, yeah, you know, you're yeah, not like yeah. you're sitting on. <laughs> I can't even think of a name. Yeah. You know, like I said, I told him like
1: like I said, if any of these top guys, like if it was like a Devon A. Chain or a Quentin Johnston, uh, if one of those guys were available, yeah, I would drop like Herbert or something to pick them up. But yeah, if you're if you don't have those guys on your waiver wires, then you, you just hold on to your roster. Mm-hmm. Um, some other players you could consider: Josh Allen's had a really great week this week here, fantastic. Rashad Rashid, I continue to like him still, even with a bad week he had, but he had a punt return for a touchdown, so that was cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Austin had a big week. Jalen Reed is pretty consistent as a slot player for the Packers. Um, Bob Woods, uh, and he was fine. And yeah. then Devontae Parker is the number one for the uh, Patriots. So. Yep.
0: yep. Yeah, those are all fine names. I think I would probably, I, I think, you know, chasing the targets of Bob Woods and Devontae Parker is fine, but I just don't know if there's much upside to those two pickups. The other ones: Josh Down, Rashid Saheed, Calvin Austin, Jaden Reed. They have a little bit more sort of to offer. They have a little bit more pop. Right, exactly. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. All the new listeners and all the new uh, chat. I love this. We're getting new people. I feel like every day, every week, it's fun, man. This is this is where. We're, yeah, it's I like getting, that. I like, you know, it's, it's, getting, it's getting hot
1: in here. Yeah. If you have any more questions, and we don't, we're because we're going to be out here in the next six minutes. But if you have more questions, feel free to give us a follow over on Twitter, at @CoachesFantasy, and and just send us any questions, and we'll we'll talk about them offline. So, um, so let's get to the t- uh, the tight ends here. Let's we'll finish this up real quick here. So the tight end position, uh, John, I'll let you talk about Luke Musgrave. So go for it.
0: Sure, uh, Luke Musgrave is a guy who, again, I think with these rookies, you have to talk about their draft profile. Um, and Luke Musgrave was a athletic. You know, tight end who could stretch the seam and and be that player for uh, Green Bay Packers, and he looks like he's gonna be. So, uh, it's hard to trust rookie tight ends, but between him and Sam Laporta, they both look like they belong, and they're playing the tight end position really, really well. So, I, I like the pickup. I think you can pick them up and play them. Um, and in the tight end market, that's worth something because it's just hard. It's hard to find guys who's going to get you know, five, six targets a game that you can kind of rely on every week. Right.
1: Now I like that. Um, Luke Musgrave has been really someone I've been trying to, I've been adding to my roster. this a lot this year, especially in redraft as a tight end, if I didn't pick up one early, so he's on my list, but uh, Jake Ferguson, I continue to add him. He's been close to being that 40% mark, but I still want to add him if he's out there on waivers. Uh, he finally had a good game altogether, you know, week one, bad game, but he got the targets week two, bad game, but he got the touchdown. This week, he put together basically everything besides the touchdown, which I think is growth for his potential for the rest of the season here. He's still seeing uh, most of the work in this Cowboys offense here. So he's definitely someone I still want to hold, hold, go out there and grab. And if you're looking for a tight end, still streaming tight ends, still want to have him on my roster because I still think he's going to have value as the season goes on. Uh,
0: John, you have Donald uh, Farham on there. If you want to quickly go yep. for him. Um, He looks to be like a major red zone target for a very good passing offense. And, you know, he had another touchdown this week. I think he had two touchdowns this week. So um, Mike Williams out again. This is just I want to see how this passing attack shakes out. But clearly when they get down into the red zone, Donald Parham is in the plans. Um, And at this point, when you're outside of the top three tight ends, four tight ends, you're just looking for a guy who's going to fall in the end zone. And Donald Parham has shown he can absolutely do that. So I'm um, um, cool, cool. picking him up. All right.
1: I like it. Uh, a couple other options. Hayden Hurst, uh, Taysom Hill, uh, Kate Auden, if he does well tonight. And again, no fans played back-to-back decent games. So I just threw him on the bottom of that list there. Um, but, again, the tight ends position, again, there's really not a lot of great ones out there at this moment. I think Luke Musgrave, I think, can agree for the most part is, is the best option. Um, but hopefully we get some more as the season goes on, guys. It's a long season still. If you're 0-3, one and two after this week, don't sweat it. They're like I've I've gone 0-4 and I've made all the way. I fought my way back all the way to the playoffs. It's very possible. <laughs>
0: it's so crazy. You hear stories like that every year. And, and, and I get it, because listen, listeners, people of the of the chat, of the of the I'm 0-3 in my favorite big in the biggest league of my life. I'm 0-3. And it stinks, and you mentally want to just pack it in. But don't (laughs) just battle back, make a couple little trades, tweak the roster, do some waiver ads and scrape and claw your way back in, because all it takes is two weeks in a row of wins. And now all of a sudden you're two and three and you feel totally different about your organization. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And if you're three, and oh now don't let up figure ways to make your team better, because, you know, you're not going to have the best chance to get a lot of people unless you pay in fab leagues. So make sure you find ways to make your team good. And God forbid something happens. So I always say that just never give up, never yeah. take your eye off the ball. Yeah. Um, but again, guys, thanks for listening tonight. All those who have subscribed to us after tonight, those who jumped in the chat, we appreciate it. Obviously we're here to help you guys win championships. You know, we just love talking fantasy, love helping you guys out here again. We're here every Monday and Thursday night, 5 30 PM Eastern. We're talking waivers on Mondays. We're talking starting sits on Thursdays here Uh, I even do my Sunday show, even though I have the show I was on mute for, which is fun. Um, But we we try to get as much fantasy content in there for you guys as always there. So we appreciate that. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to follow us over on Twitter. Uh, Johns is up there. You can follow the main page at Coach's Fantasy. Um, And, you know, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Tune in until next time. And y'all have a good one. The back is not far fat. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like loopers, scoopers. Clueless analysts, don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act, internet sh- like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High up the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered, this, nuts as legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100, like I'm running track and listen up jack i am head back back to the blowin' that blowin' that blowin' that go